one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We are literally seconds into this video and I can already feel people heading to the comment section or social media to say I'm too pro WWE or too pro AEW because you have to be a paid shill nowadays. You can't just be an admirer of both. But it's that tribal nature of this argument that kind of forms the basis of this video, the article of which was written by the brilliant Michael Sidgwick, author of Becoming All Elite, The Rise of AEW, available on Amazon right now. You see, you can't have a nuanced perspective in the modern wrestling discourse, apparently. You look at the Bloodline saga and it is either a Oscar-worthy piece of genius or uh, it's all kind of down to Paul Heyman. It's the old broken clock is right twice a day thing, actually. And it's the only good thing that WWE is doing. On the opposite side of things, just because occasionally Tony Khan books an action-packed episode of AEW Dynamite a little bit light on stories, doesn't mean that AEW can't tell stories anymore. This is the promotion that brought us Hangman Page and Kenny Omega and CM Punk versus my best friend, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Anyway, I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, and this is the disturbing truth behind AEW's obsession with WWE. So to begin, we have to work out why AEW exists. And it's not just because of the core group of people who enjoyed Ring of Honor and, and, and New Japan and were fans of being the elite and would love to see those guys run a wrestling company. It is because for years now, we have been crying out to a viable alternative to WWE's monopoly. AEW's fan base is in part made up of those truly dedicated elite fans, but it's also made up of a lot of people who were so bloody fed up with WWE's bollocks for years. It formed part of the reason I'm talking about AEW right now, because initially it was quite good fun to take the piss out of WWE. I mean, there's a lot of things you can do and say on telly if you want to do that, not just saying words you're not allowed to say, but breaking through invisible walls or not watching TV weird like they all seem to do in WWE. But the thing is, you can't just base your entire company on taking the piss out of another company. And that whole stand up to WWE, stand up for WWE even, character on 
AEW television has now become a bit stale. It was cool in the beginning. I mean, think about when John Moxley went on Talk is Jericho, great wrestling podcast, almost as good as ours, What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, and tore to pieces late era Vince McMahon WWE and all its absolute nonsense and, if I'm perfectly honest, bullshit. And this whole thing can kind of be personified by the JAS Blackpool Combat Club feud, which, yes, did bring us some excellent things. Still one of my favourite things that AEW has, yeah, ever done is anarchy in the arena. But, I mean, as with many Chris Jericho feuds, this dragged on a bit and the whole pro wrestlers versus sports entertainers thing, it just didn't really work as WWE was evolving. It's still got large elements of sports entertainment, but it's just not as fun now to take the piss out of that character. I mean, another really good example is the fact that, yes, whilst the Blackpool Combat Club despise the JAS, the Blackpool Combat Club members, at least some of them, probably don't despise sponsor entertainment as much as you wish that they would. Read that Players Tribune article that Brian Danielson put out there. He doesn't hate WWE. He doesn't even hate Vince McMahon. He has a lot of love for what they provided for him and what they let him do. He just, in his own words, wanted to try something different. By God, has he done that, by the way. And then think about the current feud between the, how can I put this, the AEW homegrowns and the WWE imports. Right. Soraya turned heel in part because she came in and said, I'm going to be the face of this new AEW women's revolution. And quite a few people went, we don't really need a women's revolution here. We've already got the likes of Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa and Jamie Bloody Hater. We don't need someone to come in and zhuzh up this women's division. It just, Tony, needed to be booked a little bit better. People don't like Jamie Hater because she's an AEW original. They like Jamie Hater because she kicks goddamn ass. You don't need to make it this polar opposites thing fighting this imaginary force. WWE, yes, did take shots at AEW, and we'll get more back to that genuine heat between the two companies. But they haven't brought someone in called Alan Elite to beat relentlessly on television because I don't know who you're trying to serve through doing something like that. And... And another point, you need to stop using Twitter as a gauge. And I realise I say that as a man who talks about wrestling on the internet. And a man who tweets about wrestling, arguably, according to my wife, a little bit too much. Look, perfect example here. You can dunk on WWE. Occasionally you can dunk on AEW. You can dunk on other promotions. You can dunk on Michael Hamlet, Michael Sidgwick. You can even dunk on me quite easily and a little bit too much, if you ask me. But sometimes you need to realise that... I don't know how some people are going to take this. Twitter isn't f***ing everything. Just take Max Caster's rap, for example. I love Max Caster. I think his raps are always sensational. And I wish I could rap uh, a tenth as good as he can. But 
when he did a rap referencing backstage issues with AEW, quite a lot of the people in the arena went, huh? Because in reality, only a small proportion of AEW's very dedicated audience are actually online. It's like Eric Bischoff using the Sid Scissors line. It's not because they didn't hear you the first time, Eric. It's because they have no idea what the f*** you are talking about. You can still use it for cheap heat. It does work. It's just not as effective if you do it all the time. Calling MJF a less famous Miz was a cutesy little line, but it did it really further the feud. You can still use it for MJF. By God, the bidding war of 2024 is an excellent hook throughout this year. And like I said earlier, for Tony Khan, that hatred is real. He despises the way that WWE tried to hobble his company from the beginning, from running NXT against it, right up to modern day, where uh, allegedly WWE are tampering with contracts, attempting to lure people either back to WWE or over from their competition. He's not going to stand for it, especially when he pulls faces like that. But the, the thing is, this is a different era to what it was in 2019. AEW is going nowhere. They're probably going to get a huge rights deal this year. And WWE kind of can't stop them anymore. They are the second biggest promotion for wrestling in America. And whilst, yes, maybe it's not going to be the same as when we thought in 2019, and I'm fairly certain I did a voiceover on this, talking all about how potentially AEW within five years was going to be outdrawing Monday Night Raw. AEW has found its niche, and it's very popular, and it's doing very well for itself. Basically, the disturbing truth behind AEW's obsession with WWE is it isn't necessary. Absolutely take shots, punch up at the competition. But the thing Tony Khan, I think, needs to realise more than anything is AEW fans enjoy enjoying AEW more than they enjoy hating WWE. Let me know your thoughts on everything we talked about, though, in the comments section below or on Twitter without getting too, you know, tribal. Uh, at what culture WWE? I'm at Adam Wilborn, and we have regular conversations like this. Myself, Michael Hamlet, and Michael Sidgwick, aka the Dadly Boys, What Culture Wrestling Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts from. Thanks for watching. I've been Adam from What Culture, and I'll see you soon. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.